0: We have the privilege this morning to follow Jesus' example and instructions by remembering him and proclaiming his death on our behalf by taking a piece of bread and a cup of juice together. These are physical, tangible, tasteable, touchable reminders for God's children of Jesus and his very real incarnation, life, death, resurrection, and coming return to reign. Let's read from Matthew's account of the first time Jesus took this meal with his disciples. Open your Bibles to Matthew 26. We're going to start in verse 26. Before we start reading, I I want you to be prepared to observe some things as we read together. First, I want you to observe that all those present at this first Lord's Supper, except Jesus... And also, all of those present at this one, 2,000 years later in Tempe, were weak, imperfect sinners. And second, Jesus' death and the meal of remembrance is for disciples who are sinners saved by grace through faith. This couldn't be more obvious, the fact that these men are sinners in this scripture. Observe as I read that the disciples present were not chosen, they weren't there because they were strong, resolute, wise, or perfect. Rather, like everybody here, they were weak and in need of Jesus's help and mercy. We must not come to church, we must not come to this meal. We must not come to Jesus thinking that we are worthy of his love, worthy of his death because we have our act together. We can't come hiding our sin or masking our weakness from ourselves, from each other, or God. Just as Jesus knew that Judas would betray and that Peter would fall away and the rest would scatter, Jesus knows you and me from the heart and in love went to the cross while we were still sinners. Read with me Matthew 26. Verse 26, this is while Jesus celebrated the Passover with his disciples just after predicting his coming betrayal. Matthew writes in 26, 26, while they were eating, Jesus took some bread and after a blessing, he broke it and gave it to the disciples and said, take, eat, this is my body. And when he had taken a cup and given thanks, he gave it to them, saying, Drink from it, all of you, for this is my blood of the covenant, which is poured out for many for forgiveness of sins. But I say to you, I will not drink of this fruit of the vine from now on until that day when I drink it new with you in my Father's kingdom. And after singing a hymn, they went out to the Mount of Olives. Then Jesus said to them, You will all fall away because of me this night. For it is written, I will strike down the shepherd and the sheep of the flock will be scattered. But after I've been raised, I will go ahead of you to Galilee. But Peter said to him, even though all may fall away because of you, I will never fall away. And Jesus said to him, truly, I say to you that this very night before a rooster crows, you will deny me three times. Peter said to him, Even if I have to die with you, I will not deny you. And all the disciples said the same thing. Then Jesus came with them to a place called Gethsemane and said to his disciples, Sit here while I go over there and pray. And he took with him Peter and the two sons of Zebedee and began to be grieved and distressed. Then he said to them, My soul is deeply grieved to the point of death. Remain here and keep watch with me. And he went a little beyond them and fell on his face and prayed, saying, My father, if it is possible, let this cup pass from me, yet not as I will, but as you will. And he came to the disciples and found them sleeping. And he said to Peter, So you men could not keep watch with me for one hour. Keep watching and praying that you may not enter into temptation. The spirit is willing, but the flesh is weak. And he went away a second time and prayed, saying, my father, if this cannot pass away unless I drink it, your will be done. And again, he came and found them sleeping for their eyes were heavy And he left them again and went away and prayed a third time, saying the same thing once more. Then he came to the disciples and said to them, Are you still sleeping and resting? Behold, the hour is at hand, and the Son of Man is being betrayed into the hands of sinners. Get up, let us be going. Behold, the one who betrays me is at hand. So from here, Judas betrayed Jesus with a kiss. Jesus was arrested. The disciples all left him and fled. While Jesus was on trial, Peter denied Jesus three times, just as the one going to the cross to pay for those sins knew he would. And as Jesus was delivered to Pilate and then condemned to be crucified, Judas hanged himself in despair. Jesus' death would not apply to him not because he was a worse sinner than the others, but because he despaired of his sins instead of turning from them in faith to the one who even at that moment was giving his life so that sinners could be forgiven. Jesus was unjustly condemned, stripped of his clothes, mocked, marched to Golgotha, nailed to a cross and hung and naked humiliation, an unthinkable death to die. But it wasn't the horrific physical pain that he trembled before as he prayed in Gethsemane. But just as Isaiah 53 had prophesied, he was absorbing the wrath of God for sins, sins not his own but mine, yours, the disciples who had run away in fear, but would return in faith, and all who would likewise put their faith in him. Our griefs he himself bore. Smitten of God and afflicted, he was pierced through for our transgressions. He was crushed for our iniquities, and by his scourgings we are healed. Yahweh, his father, was pleased to crush him as a guilt offering he himself bore the sins of many and interceded for the transgressors. For the first and only time, the precious, perpetual, perfect Son of God, who for eternity was united in holiness with the Trinity, felt the Father's anger, felt his wrath against sin. My sin, yours, and hours on the cross, Jesus drained the cup of God's infinite wrath that would have taken an eternity to pour out on me. You and each and every one who would turn in faith to him. Look down, Matthew twenty-seven forty-five. Now from the sixth hour, there was darkness over all the land until the ninth hour. And about the ninth hour, Jesus cried out with a loud voice saying, My God, my God, why have you forsaken me? The reason was God's love for me, for you, for the whole world. All of us, like sheep, have gone astray. Each of us has turned to his own way. But Yahweh has caused the iniquity of us all to fall on him. Even as his disciples were fleeing in fear, showing their weakness, Jesus showed his resolve and drank the cup of God's wrath to the end. It was finished. And all those who God would save no longer had any sin of their own left to bear. Jesus bore it all. The disciples were still on the run in fear as Jesus died for them, but that death secured salvation and by the Holy Spirit, these weakened faith fear-filled disciples made other disciples who made other disciples until today. And those 11 disciples in the upper room and the millions of Jesus' disciples throughout the millennia who would return to this meal over and over again, we don't proclaim our own faith, our own worth, our own steadfastness, our own obedience— We don't proclaim anything about us. This is meant to get our eyes off of us, and we remember and proclaim Jesus and his death for us as we look through the symbols, the cup and piece of bread, to our only hope, our Savior, Jesus. The mark of a disciple, when you see your sin and weakness, that I hope you feel this morning, The mark of the disciple, when you see it, is not despair like Judas. You can't ignore it or deny it or pretend that it's not that bad. You don't try to clean it up or compare yourself to less sinful people. But we run to the cross, the only place where forgiveness could be found. If you have not yet turned to Jesus in faith, please let the bread and juice pass. But today could be the day of salvation for you. Don't miss this chance to turn to the Lord. Speak with me, the person who brought you, somebody next to you, or after the service, we'll have some people here on the left who would love to pray with you. But if you are a Christian, if you're a sinner saved by grace, when the tray comes, proclaim the Lord's death together as a body. Enjoy remembering Jesus and his death for you. Men, please serve us. And when your heart's prepared, take the bread and juice on your own.